I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hi, everyone. I'm Lucas Mack, and welcome to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. Brothers and sisters, I'm excited to bring today's guest, Justin Anders, of the show Cannabis and Combat, which is on YouTube and Rumble. He also has a CBD company, Serious CBD, which I buy as uh, CBD products and really like them. And so I've been watching Justin. I found Justin on TikTok early in 2020. And, um, scrolling through exploring all the stuff and i saw this hashtag i was like what is this hashtag and i started watching it and i just really like him and i watched his uh youtube channel and i i like learning about conspiracies i like listening to narrative that we're told not to listen to because you know ooh, what's over there that's why i read the satanic bible that's why i read like all sorts of texts <laughs> all sorts of texts because I want to know what it says and how can I speak to someone who knows what it says at the same level as them if I don't read the same thing. So anyway, I love exploring new content and Justin's show cannabis and combat has been one of those things. And I, I personally really enjoy his show. I really enjoy him. And I think he's just a beautiful soul with a very interesting story. And I know at the very least you'll enjoy his story and uh, enjoy him. So everyone here's Justin. Man, I've been thinking it's going to be coming to a head for a few years now, so I don't know. Um, I know it's definitely interesting. I know that um, I know something's going on and I know it's not some dude in his basement. I think that we are talking about a military intelligence operation now as far as the the motivations for it. I can't promise you it's a good thing and I can't promise you it's a bad thing. I don't know. Um, But I know that it's a thing. (laughs) Well, you know, there's the human aspect of it, which is one perspective, but there's also the, the spiritual aspect of this whole thing, you know, and, and like I was talking to a buddy who's a Lieutenant Colonel in the air force and co-commander of air force base yesterday. And I said, look, yes, there's revelation chapter 13, but I know there's only seven chapters left in the Bible till you get to the end. And I know how the story ends. And I know that, <laughs> you know, it's moving quickly through, even if it's going to get dark, it's going to be a quick passing through that darkness. And so there is that there's that human element, but there's also the spiritual element, you know, God's not void of this whole situation, you know, but then again, <laughs> who's on God's side. That's the greater question perhaps, you know, well (laughs) hold on let's see let me turn this off here um i i don't know i don't why does why did god flood the earth i don't know he said he wasn't going to flood it again so hopefully he's on our side on this one i think he is um I do know that we are in some of the last chapters of revelation according to different pastors that i've talked to yeah um, does that mean life on the, on the planet's over? No, it just means it's the end of that book probably yeah. <laughs> or books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did I get into all this stuff, man? Uh, let's see the movie zeitgeist back in 2005, something like that. You ever heard of that? Ever heard of zeitgeist? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. No. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, zeitgeist back in 2001 um kind of opened my eyes to the fact that oh my gosh they might not be telling us the whole truth on television Mm. on the news and you know how that rabbit hole goes oh yeah i was part of the news i was a journalist for a long time i was tv reporter i finished at the abc affiliate and i left and uh i've had a wild journey brother but I like I posted Operation Mockingbird on my Instagram story today, you know, where it starts with the one local news and they all say the same story. And I've had so many people say, in fact, that clip starts with the Fox affiliate that I worked at down in San Antonio. So I know <laughs> those people, I know that set. And uh, people are like, 
what? I'm like, man, yeah, that's how it is. You get two news feeds into every newsroom. You get the AP wire and then we got the CNN wire, but those are the two wires that come to every newsroom at four in the morning for the morning show that starts at five in the morning <laughs> and morning shows go. I mean, it's just, that's how easy it is to control the narrative and then control humanity and society and how people think. I feel like a cow that's just figuring out there's a fence. (laughs) Tell me more about that, man. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, we're we're just figuring out that voting may or may not be 100% um, honest. We're figuring out that all of our courts may or may not be honest. We're figuring out that... A lot of like it's like uh, Chicken Little. The sky is falling, mm. right? I think, and I think that the in a lot of ways the sky is falling. You're talking about revelations and and different uh, impacts we're experiencing because of different lockdowns and COVID. I mean, you know what? Uh, I mean, is this going to be on YouTube or where are you going to air this? Just so uh, I know what I can and can't say. You know, I don't care if I'm taking. You can say whatever. It doesn't even matter. Just let it rip. Uh, yes, this is going on YouTube, but. Well, let it okay so I'll, I'll i'll try and present this in as much as a, of a pc way as i can so covid allegedly stands for certificate of vaccination identification i see you nodding your head you know about this yep. so it is it's just the mark of the beast training system um that if your audience doesn't know about that it's uh it's a big part of a christian religion yeah, the uh, mark of the beast. I mean, you you've seen the uh, the shoes, right? The, the yeah. Satan shoes. I've seen I've seen it all, brother. In fact, you know, we talked. About, so I have right here that you you know the Great Awakening map that that meme that has everything. I've had Champ on who created that a couple times, and I grew up in a insane religious household, um, Catholic, evangelical, and then Jewish. Jewish family. It's a, so I was in the deep religious world. I was a preacher for a long time. I've done a lot of different things, but I woke up, I know the deep state of the church and how that, and so like, however you come at this narrative, waking up, whether you go watch a movie Zeitgeist or, or the vaccines are waking people up or the deep state church or corruption, wherever it is, we're all coming to this place where we're, we're finally looking at each other like, huh, okay. The patent for COVID is 666. Huh, okay. Just a coincidence. No man will be able to buy or sell anything unless they have the mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Huh, okay. And now, and I was talking to a buddy the other day and I said, he asked me if I was going to get it. I said, absolutely not. He's like, what? What? I was shocked that he was, and he, he's this fundamental Christian guy. I said, how do you think the mark of the beast was going to come? Do you think Satan was going to be like, here comes the mark or whatever? I don't, <laughs> do you think the parade, the parade was going to be rolled out? No way, man. He, it says in revelation that the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. The most subtle creature is the most evil creature in this narrative and it's going to come slow and it's going to come a little bit and just a little bit and just a little bit and just a little bit. And so, yeah, you let, let it rip. We can go down any, any and every rabbit hole brother. There's nothing that uh, is off limits. We can talk about it all. And I just appreciate it. And everyone listening, I've been watching Justin for, like I mentioned in the intro, for more than a year, I'll tell you how I, I found you on TikTok. Um, that's how I found yeah. you. And and I was like, what is what is this where we go one, we go all? What is this WWG1 WGA thing? And so I search it, I find you on YouTube, and I'm like, this guy's cool, man. I I, I sent your video to a whole bunch of guys, and somebody's like, oh man, conspiracy theory stuff. I'm like, did you listen to what? how can you dismiss it? You know? So anyway, I stuck with you and I just appreciate all the content. And um, it's interesting that some people that weren't awake last year are waking up right now to the same thing that woke a lot of people up last year. It's like a clock that got wound back. 
but unfortunately the, the, the situation in the world's a little bit more advanced than they were last year. So. Well, apparently they say you have to take them, to, you have to take people to the precipice before they'll finally change. Like you'll have a couple people crying wolf, like and rightfully crying wolf. And everybody in the town's like, yeah, whatever. You're like, no, we all see the wolves. They're, they're, they're coming for the sheep, you fuckers. And, and everybody, yeah, whatever. And they, they, you know, they're still drinking and partying. And, and eventually um, they'll start to listen. If you're right long enough, people will listen. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk has been right long enough to where people listen. Yeah. And you can let time kind of be your litmus test of, look, I've been saying this shit and you guys are just learning it now. That's fine. But just know that, that, uh, how does it go? It goes, uh, first, first they laugh, then they, uh, yeah. How does it work? This, the stages of, uh, of, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. First they mock you. Then let's see. What is that? First they ignore you. Then they mock you. Uh, eventually they imitate you yeah that was that link didn't help me let's see i know you're you know what i'm talking about yeah the gandhi quote first they ignore you then they laugh at you then they fight with you then you win mahatma gandhi and that's that's where i feel like it's at now i mean you got you got uh president joe biden (laughs) um even people that voted for him were like are you fucking kidding me wow i wish i wouldn't have done that I, i don't know i mean the there's so much weirdness if you don't know what we're talking about um you can look up pictures of old joe biden versus new joe biden there's things that are conspiracy theories that i can't defend at all like loch ness monster the big bigfoot did we go to the moon like we can hypothesize we can we can uh pontificate about these things but really we're not going to get anywhere but if you literally spend any time and look at any of my old shows where i compare old joe biden photos and new joe biden photos there's no conspiracy theory there there's something wrong right. like what the why do you look different motherfucker like right. that much different people don't look that like i've never seen someone change that much and I don't mean gained weight, lost weight, had surgery, didn't have surgery, aged poorly, didn't age poorly. I mean, your your nose moved, bro. The distance between you your nose. Job, you don't have an earlobe yeah. anymore, you know? What is that? You, like, you look job, like you have now a cleft chin. Like, yeah. Yeah. These are the things where it's like even even your, your most ardent um, blue pill media consuming normie can look at those side by side Joe Biden pictures and be like, wait a minute, the (laughs) fuck is going on here? Luke, like, hold up, man. Like, no, stop. Like, and that's, that's when like on, on TikTok, it's moments like that that get you. You're like, wait a minute. Right. What the fuck? What, what, what is this? Right. What is happening? What is going on around me? Because I thought I understood what was happening around me, but now I'm seeing something that is leading me to believe that I might be incorrect. Right. I sent a side-by-side photo, you know, like what you shared on a recent show. I don't know, maybe back in October to uh, real Patriots, but they're black pilled. And I said, I had, this, what do you, oh, actually, I didn't even give context. I just sent them, I probably should have given them some context. I just texted them. <laughs> and she said, what are you saying? Are you saying that Joe Biden's not real? And I'm like, why are you asking me? I just showed you, a, why are you looking at the photo? But in that cognitive dissonance, they put it back on me versus looking at the content and saying, honestly, like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, if you even said that's weird, at least we can agree on, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> well, and, and that's the starting point is if we can just get on some type of commonality. Yeah. Um, like I said, look, BLM, Antifa, let, let's sit down and talk. Let's have a gang summit. I've, always, I've been saying this. Let's have a gang summit between BLM, Antifa, uh, All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, everybody, okay? Have all the leaders sit down and agree on one thing. Like, what is the one thing that we can all find common ground on? Yeah. 
And I believe, I believe all these groups can find, you probably heard me say this before, I believe all these groups can find common ground around the Second Amendment of you're not fucking taking my guns. And if they try and come and take the guns, that's when all of us enemies come together and fight for the common good, which is we all know that we all want to keep our guns. Um, And so I think that 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 needs to happen. There needs to be an enemy of my enemy, art of war, a little bit of, look, we can hate each other as much as we want, but you can look back in throughout history and statistically, every time the guns are taken, whole bunches of innocent people die. So let's just agree, guys, Bloods, Crips, MS-13, the bikers, angels, everybody just agree. Look, they come for the guns and we all wear one fucking color. We all uh, black bandana, whatever, agree on one thing and then, okay, they breach the peace. It's fucking on. <laughs> I, you know, first of all, it's just, it's never, ever, you know this, I know this, it's never going to happen. The first cop to get shot in the face makes the second cop think twice, makes the third cop think it's just never going to happen. And I loved, and actually I'm really excited to, to, and we don't want anyone shot. The point is like, they're human beings. This whole narrative, like people forget, like I was talking to this client down in Nashville and he's in a liberal media echo chamber. And he's like, well, I think there's going to be a, um, a world where we're going to live in the world of haves and have nots. You have the vaccine, you can travel, you can go into shops, you can, you can do what you want to do or the have nots, those who didn't get the vaccine. I said, I don't think you understand human nature. I said, do you have a firearm? Oh, no. The minute you suppress the savage nature in humanity is the moment you wish that you had <laughs> been on the other side. We, there is a savageness, a savageness in human nature, which is don't tread on me is not a nice moniker or a bumper sticker slogan. It is the soul's expression of freedom. And this liberal ideologies it's suicide it's crazy i keep asking why are you picking a fight with a side that isn't gonna mess around when it comes to fighting uh, the the liberal ideology is just it's i think it's like anything man you're brought up thinking that way i think that the most of its people are just born into that shit like i think most people's most people's viewpoints are exogenous right we have our viewpoints because that's what we were given that's what we were fed Mm. and that's what we will defend um mercilessly like like i will defend my viewpoint viciously well how do you know you're right dog i don't but i'm gonna defend this viewpoint till i fucking die like but like you could be wrong what how dare you now you've insulted me because you've attacked my ego by insinuating that i could possibly be wrong Right. So that's a lot of it. And I think that's what we're going to see a lot of people waking up. I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, uh, Biden falling down over him, over his words, over himself, upstairs, downstairs. I, I, I don't know what it's going to take, but I think that more and more people are waking up. I know that when they're rolling out, you've heard about this, Lucas, right? The I don't know if your audience has, but. Now, everybody knows New York's rolling out an ID vaccine passport. You want to go anywhere, you better have your vaccine and you better have it. You're like your passport, like your QR code and your phone. But Biden says that's going to be national, guys. So here's going to be the melt. Here's going to be the 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 where the shit hits the proverbial fan is. It's just going to be. Are you going to get your fucking vaccine or not? Because if you're not, they're not going to sell shit to you. You're not going to be allowed major stores They're not going to not going to provide services that many people need. So um, you'll have, you'll have very, you'll have very interesting situations. I'll call them that when someone needs to pick up their daughter's inhaler, but the pharmacy is requiring a vaccine passport. And he says, well, I'm a Christian and I'm not getting aborted fetal cells uh, uh, injected into my body. Thank you. But no, thank you. Give me my fucking albuterol. Pharmacist says, I'm not allowed to. What do you think happens shortly after that, Lucas? We know what happens. He's going to get that abuterol and that pharmacist won't be able to say no any longer. That's what's going to happen. 
Yeah, he's not asking. He's going to walk behind that counter and grab what he fucking needs and leave the money on the counter. He's not there to steal, but his daughter needs her, her albuterol or whatever the case may be. You know, I, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that's not the case. Um, but statistically, I mean, I tell you what, people get real fucking mean and ornery when they don't have food and medicine. That's right. That's right. So you're not going to get it, right? No. Oh, no. Uh, no. I, uh, I know a guy that, that, that I'm not going to say who it is, but he's a trainer in the mixed martial arts world. And a lot of, almost all the guys in the mixed martial arts world are, are conspiracy theorists. They, a lot of them use cannabis because what they do is so difficult and hard on the body. Um, but there's one in particular, he's a trainer and, uh, he's bragging about getting his vaccine, posted it up on Facebook, got my shot, da, 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 da. And he's also the same one that, that, that doesn't question 9-11 at all. Like, no question there. Everything that they said must have happened just how they said it. And he's a college-educated person. Mm. Um, sorry, just taking my medicine. No, it's okay. They want me on pain pills, but I'm doing uh, RSO instead. What's RSO? Um, Rick Simpson oil. Oh, cool. It's a super concentrated uh, oil. It's a full-spectrum oil. Of high THC cannabis. So awesome. Awesome. Um, I took the opiates for a few days. They prescribed them to me, but now it's time to, uh, you know, get off of that shit, get, get um, something a little more natural. Yeah. You know, I have more pain pills that I can take, but I don't want them. So doing the RSO route. Brother, I get a kick out of you, man. I just, uh, I appreciate how you roll. I want to, I want to ask you back. Let's back up before we go down more true stuff because we will, and I love it, but tell me about your life growing up and how'd you, how'd you land doing what you're doing a show? I think this is a fascinating, I don't even know the whole, your whole story. There's no bits and pieces of it. Oh man. Um, let's see. Grew up. Uh, parents divorced when I was young, so I was mostly raised by my dad. Hmm. He worked a lot, so just like most kids in the 80s and 90s, kind of raised ourselves. Um, I, I actually had a, a I had the privilege of being um, really well off during my childhood and being very, very poor because the family business, you know, when I was born was doing very, very well. And then around the fifth or sixth grade went bankrupt. So I was able to have the silver spoon, you know, um, not, not rich, rich, but fairly well off. You know, my, my dad owned a, a chain of stores or a family owned a chain of uh, stores. Um, and then also got to see what it's like to have nothing. Mm. Um, high school was, I thought high school for me was very, very normal. Um, for, like it was for everybody else. But as I'm growing up, I'm figuring out it's not where I grew up, um, in Oregon, mutual combat was at the time. I don't know if it still is, was, is legal. Mutual combat is to where if you and I agree, Hey, I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's go have a fight in the parking lot of the bar. Um, it's not illegal. So unless one of us pulls a knife or a gun or someone gets seriously hurt, it's a boys will be boys response from law enforcement. Mm. So it, there was a lot of fighting. That's how things just got dealt with it, You know, you flip me off in traffic, I'm following you and then we're going to fight and it's a small town. So it's not like I won't see you again. <laughs> um, what I worked through high school to have a vehicle. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I figured out that if you want to have a girl in high school, you have to have a car and you have to have money. And that wasn't going to be given to me. So I had to I went to night school my last two years of high school so that I could um, work full time at a coffee chain called Dutch Bros, where I'd wake up at three, get there at four. You know, Dutch Bros, you're shaking your head. So um, let's see. I've always kind of just done my own thing that way. I, I, I missed out on a lot of probably social stuff, but like I drove a new car. <laughs> I had money to take girls out. Yeah. I was dating girls that weren't even in high school when I was in <laughs> high school. I was dating college girls and girls that weren't even in college anymore. Pharmaceutical reps. So, um, but at the same time, I wasn't a cool kid. Like I wasn't part of the, the cool kids at school. Yeah. Yeah. 
that give you a little bit of background? Yeah. And then from there, what, what'd you do? Uh, could, how'd you get into MMA stuff? How did you get into like, cause didn't you go from California to Nevada? So MMA, um, when I started, they used to call it NHB, no holds barred, which wasn't really accurate. Uh, they used to also call it Valley Tudo. Um, they used to call it sh- uh, shoot box was a big name for it. But, um, basically when I started, let's see, I was a sophomore in high school and I did my first MMA fight when I was a junior in high school, I was 17, um, did my second one when I was a senior in high school, when I was 18, um, I got into it because I figured out that, you know, when I was a kid, I was a chubby kid. And when I got into the sixth, seventh grade, I started lifting weights with my dad. And then, um, then I figured out like the coolest kid at school is not the football player. It's whoever can beat everybody else up. (laughs) And so I knew this and I didn't know, I didn't like have any plan to do anything about it. I had a little bit of boxing training and I took karate as a kid, but I'm just like a, a freshman watching how this, this place works. And it's like, you could be the, the captain of the football team, but if you just got in a fight last week and kicked the other tough guys ass, you're the, you're the king of the hill, yeah. you know? Um, so when I heard about this MMA thing and saw how effective it was, uh, I was all in like, fuck, yeah, and I'm going to fight and I'm going to train to beat the fuck out of these kids. Wow. wow. It, it's. Uh, it's an amazing thing to be able to. Square someone up. And continue on, you know, override that fear. And I think that's where you, you and just even being able to talk, like put a podcast out and speak similar in a way. It's not, I mean, it's not a fight, but it's the same. I'm going to stand here and I'm going to speak. And then someone else has to respond to my actions. And most people are not prepared to respond to the amount of force applied upon them. And that's why I think we're seeing all this compliance and all these people doing what everyone's going along to get along but that's why i appreciate you and i think now hearing that you think a little different and i appreciate that and i I like that i like (laughs) you just saying i saw i saw the cool guy wasn't the popular kid but i'm like that's a different way of looking at things and that's what we need more of right now we need more guys like you to more guys like me. I mean, more of us to say, I have a different perspective on this whole thing. And I'm not saying thus saith me. And you're not saying thus saith you. It's just, here's my take. Here's my perspective. And I'm not afraid to say it. And people respond to that. And it's beautiful. And it's it's powerful. Well, I was, uh, I was watching your TED Talk. And I was watching some of your material. And I think a big part of, uh, very well done, by the way. Thank you, brother. Um, a big part of growing up, um, is I've, I've ran the gamut of caring so much about what people think to where I'm going to fight you. If you look at me wrong, or if I heard you said something, I'm going to confront you at school. And unless you back down, I'm going to punch you right in the mouth, right in front of everybody and just have no remorse about it and keep doing it until you stop or stop me. Um, you, to where now I, I, I think that before you can do a podcast or before you can really be liberated as an artist, whatever that is, is you have to not give a fuck what anybody thinks. Right. Right. And then it starts to get a little weird though. Cause then you're, you're, <laughs> it, it gets weird because you're, you're different now. You know, you, you've, 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 you've succeeded in achieving your goal of, okay, I'm going to work on not caring what people think. And then let's say you achieve that goal. Well, because most people do care what other people think you're now by definition weird. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I think that's, um, it's funny. My brother and I talked about this. We're always considered the weird kids. He and I, he and I rolled a little different, but now we're the ones speaking. Now we're the ones standing. Now we're the ones holding space for others. And, and, uh, I think it's those who, I think I'd said this in the Ted talk. It's those who have gone through the worst of the worst, are fueled to uncover the best of the best in humanity. Like those that have been hit know what a hit feels like. So 
once we turn that corner and say, all right, no more hitting or the hitting will continue. <laughs> like there's a, there's a different perspective. Like I have empathy to the pain and I don't want the pain to continue. Therefore I'm going to stand for the pain to stop and stand for healing you in, in the regard of like, I don't know, like knowing what that is to go after, after that person talking shit, but now saying, okay, I can only punch enough people. And then, you know, there's just a bunch of Bruce faces and, and I'm by myself, you know, there's a different perspective, right? Yeah. You, you, you know, I learned the difference in a, a mutual combat state and a non-mutual combat state the hard way. Hmm. Um, when I was applying my, my, modus operandi how i operate um in a state that is not a mutual combat state and uh for doing what i did i don't know uh more than dozens but less than hundreds of times before um i got arrested and uh they're trying to charge me with felony battery with great bodily harm um for a fist fight where a guy uh, <laughs> followed me into a parking lot and rode his bike and kind of skidded up to me and was talking shit. And all I did was I hit him and kicked him. And, uh, California considers that, uh, they try to get me to sign a plea plea deal for five years, Lucas, Wow, five years. I, 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 I looked at the public defender and I laughed and I was like, you, you must have the wrong guy. Cause there was no weapon involved. I didn't understand that laws are different in each state when it comes to things like fistfights. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that mutual combat um, is not legal in most places. So it's not normal human behavior. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that, that that wasn't how most people behaved. I thought that the way I grew up was the way most people grew up. And it wasn't until I got older and I'm talking to girlfriends or friends that I know. And they're like, no, that's not normal at fucking all with <laughs> punching people because they look at you funny is not a normal human reaction at fucking all. Like you're a weird person. That's not good. That's not normal. And to me, I thought that was kind of how everybody grew up was like you're a pussy if, if someone stares at you and and you're walking past each other and he doesn't look away first like mm. what the fuck are you looking at yeah. and then you know you can't back down right that's that's not acceptable behavior so and yeah i big, didn't know i was a, a weird one dude. you're a big dude right you shared how, how tall are you six three i'm six two two fifty something yeah. like that yeah you're a big dude that's you and i are about the same size yeah yeah man <laughs> i'm six just sometimes I'm six, three, sometimes it's a little shy of that and about two fifty two, man. So I'm trying to be back down around two twenty. It's just same, brother. very it's, easy. It's the same. I keep podcasting and sitting in this chair so much. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta move some more. You inspired me actually, when you did that live at the gym and I'm like, all right, I gotta get back after this too, man. So uh, I just, you know, it's cool. It's cool. This is why I love, I can't, you know, maybe a hundred percent of my podcasts, or if not all of them, very close to them. The first time I meet someone is just talking and hit record, but it's so beautiful, man. I, I can't tell you like all the yesterday I interviewed a gal who's in Australia and she's a spiritual, she's just beautiful. And talking to you, man, I just the spectrum of humanity is so beautiful. And you're part of that. And I I, I don't know if anyone's ever told you, brother, or even if this matters to you at all, but I really appreciate you. And I really appreciate the, the strength that you have and the articulation and the space that you hold and you're doing, you're doing good. You're doing good in this world and you're, you're firing people up in Seattle. If, if nothing else, just know that the bastion of insanity, I'm looking and I'm walking into stores like Maximus, like, are you not entertained? <laughs> you know, <laughs> are you not entertained? <laughs> and so, yeah, brother, I just, I appreciate you. And it's cool to hear this perspective in your story. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on and asking me, you know, what, what, what brought me to where I'm at. Um, uh, I definitely um, am a fan of, of what you're doing. And I think that, 
Uh, I definitely, I do, I agree that what makes humanity awesome is the uh, the variety of of viewpoints and lenses and how you look at things. You know, we all got to have common ground of some things. You know, Ten Commandments are a good example of common ground. Yep. Um, you yep. know, don't fuck with me and I won't fuck with you is another example <laughs> of common ground. That's uh, you know, I started this podcast uh, back in 2017 because I saw the revolution coming. And so I titled it the golden rule revolution. I was saying, if you're going to be a revolution, a revolutionary, be a revolutionary of love and treat people the way you want to be treated. And, and Hillel, the elder said, so Jesus said, do, and then we know do unto others as you would have them do unto you or love one another as you would have them love you. But Hillel, the elder, this great rabbi that lived uh, 30 years before Jesus said that which you deem hateful do not do unto another in this is the whole prophets and the law go and live. So there was the not doing and the doing. And I think it was really cool. When Jesus comes, he's putting the do as opposed to the isolationist mindset of like just separating humanity and like, I'm not going to do to you, but it's like, man, I asked someone the other day, what do you think being a good person is not doing bad? No. Being a good person is doing good just because I don't rape, kill still. No, but loving one another, taking time, like you do coming on this podcast, everyone, I reach out to Justin, like, Hey, I really, I really like you. you want to come on the podcast? He's like, yeah, sure. Like that's doing good. It's connecting and building beautiful things together. And yeah, brother, I cut you off. I was just saying that uh, I just think it's, yeah, the more perspective, the more color, the more per- humanity based in love and common ground, it's, it's important. Well, we all, I think um, we're all good at something or know a lot about something, whatever it is. And with the internet, it is a narrow castable space to where if what you're into is mixed martial arts, smoking and growing weed and conspiracy theories, like there's an audience for you. That's a really like narrow like group of people. But because the internet is so big or because the earth is so big and because the internet gives you access to everybody on the earth, um, you can still find your tribe. Um, So I I don't, you said 2017 is when you started yours. I think I started mine in about, about the same 2017. Um, And I think that you can give back just by uh, expressing yourself. I don't know what, what your hobby is. Maybe you're a musician or yeah basketball player i don't know what the heck you you do or what makes you you but um i'm, I'm sure there's a topic that you can just talk about free will because you know so much about it and that's kind of where i'm at with with my show um there's topics that i know a lot about and i put a little creative energy in with it and uh voila you gotta got a show dude i love it i want to one of the things about your show i wanted to um touch on because i think this i was listening to you i was going for a walk one night um that general that war game that you read that retired general and you were reading if america went into a civil war what would happen remember that like a couple weeks ago maybe three maybe a month ago now i don't remember but you for like 45 minutes you were reading through his scenario and i thought man so everyone listening, the whole premise was this general, the war gaming part of our military knows that if the United States goes into civil war immediately in, within three days, the Patriots take back the country, half the military sides with the Patriots because uh, the U.S. military has to defend its borders against foreign invasion. Putin said he would back uh, back a Patriot revolution in this country. So then you, I love that you're like, you got the spit nos there, you got Vlad, and then you got adult divorce seal. So it was amazing when it's like, that's why they keep us in foreign wars. That like that alone is enough to wake someone up and be like, huh, huh, that makes so much sense. And I've been sharing that since that podcast that or that episode that you did. To so many people and everyone's like that makes a lot of sense i'm like i know man that's the funny thing about the truth is is if nothing else it'll give you a brain tickle like mm. you're like man i can't 
I can't seem to get that out of my head, right? Like a magic trick where you just can't figure out how the magi magician did it. And that's, you know, whether it's a JFK conspiracy or the moon landing conspiracy or right. a COVID conspiracy, whatever, whatever it is for you that caught your, your eye, um, it, it definitely opens up your, uh, <laughs> opens up your perspective to realize, oh my gosh, everything is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything, 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 you know, uh, yeah. I, uh, I talk a lot about, so, so because I was so confused, I attempted suicide at the age of 20. Um, when God saved my life that night, and I didn't die. I went on this violent pursuit of truth. And, um, that's the best way I can describe it. And I started reading everything, anything. I could give you a dissertation on every religion, every, every denomination, Christian, why are there 500 Bibles in the English language, but there's not 500 translations of the Bhagavad Gita or the Quran or the Torah, or, you know, why, why, why are all these religions or versions of the Bible? I mean, I was just like, why of everything? Why is there You're the why guy? I, I was the Y guy. Why is there free Methodist United Methodist? What is there? What is a Pentecostal a fundamentalist? What is Orthodox? What is all oh, I mean? Just going down. And when I started reading, so my awakening was to truth was through what I, was, I think I said this at the beginning, like the deep state of the church. And when I started reading, when the King James Bible came out in 1611, it was never called the King James Bible. It's called the authorized version. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it's called the authorized version of 1611. It wasn't until he died that they mocked it. The Jesuits mocked it and called it the King James Version. Yep. So so the King James Version in title alone is a mockery? Yeah. Uh, oh, how funny. Yeah. It was originally called the authorized version of 1611. Which is even funnier because you mean there's an unauthorized version? Ah, so this is the kicker. He wrote this, he, he didn't write it, but he, he commissioned all the linguists of the United Kingdom to, there were four different camps to come out with this text because the Bible at the time was chained to the pulpit in every church. The Catholic church was speaking Latin. So every mass was in Latin. So no one could understand what the hell was going on, but they had to tell their, they had to tell, you know, were you a bad boy? Yes, I was a bad boy. What did you do? And then think about the greatest Intel system in the world is the confessional box. Yep. Yep. What'd you do, Joey? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Who, who else was there? It's so insane, man. What? It's brilliant. It's, it's, brilliant. It's, it's, it's evil. It's brilliantly evil and it's evilly brilliant. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, even, even though you, you disagree with your enemy's motives or uh, even viewpoint of how they look at the world, you got to acknowledge some slick shit when you see it and yep. um yeah that's some slick shit i gotta it's i gotta give the devil <laughs> devil his due so to speak fuck man it's uh it's amazing and um yeah so it was called the authorized version he wrote it in a fifth grade reading level at the time he wanted to give the bible in the common man's hands the vernac yeah dude just tell you how far <laughs> humanity has fallen i was gonna say wait a minute the yeah. King James version, which is not a light read, is written at the fifth grade reading level of yes. the time. That means that we're all basically retarded. <laughs> Bot yes, bottom line. Yes. Like that means that I could have a very that that means a fifth grader of that time, had he been sat on a bus next to me, would be bored with the with the conversation <laughs> I could offer. <laughs> Yes. Bottom line. <laughs> Got it. Just wanted to make sure we we're on the same page there. Got it. That's so so this, this little fifth grader from, from <laughs> way the fuck back then, when would this been from? I'm, I'm laughing too hard to think. 1611. Okay. Little fucker in his little <laughs> Huckleberry Finn outfit sitting next to me, Tom Sawyer ass motherfucker, bored with what I'm saying because he just knows I'm stupid from the how I'm using my words and the sentences I'm putting together. Like he knows my intelligence level from the moment I open my mouth. He's got me pegged for a big dumb idiot. 
is hilarious. <laughs> and I really appreciate you. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying to you, I'm saying to all of us. Yes. And it came out and they had tried to kill him twice. The Jesuits tried to kill King James, who was the first king of the United Kingdom. He's King James the first of the United Kingdom. He was he brought peace to the United Kingdom because he was a Scottish king. But he announced that he was going to bring the Bible to the common man's hands. Everyone knew, everyone in the world knew that he was going to give the Bible to the common man to free them so that they no longer relied on another person on a different language. It's no longer that there was no head of anything that could tell someone any longer. This is what the text says, because they could read it themselves and be like, fuck you. That's not what it says. Oh, my God. It was the Internet of the time. It was the Q source of the time. It was yeah. the Internet of the time. Yes. Holy shit. And check this out. This is where I started going down this path of like, what the what the fuck? Like, everything is so crazy. So. Um, remember, remember the 5th of November, mm -hmm. the gunpowder plot of 1607. So remember the Bible came out, the Kenyan's Bible came out four years later. So they, it was five years in translation. So year one into it, um, John or Guy Fox tries to kill King James in the entire parliament because had he only killed King James, the Bible would have continued. That's why he had to take out the parliament with King James. So V for Vendetta flips the protagonist and antagonist, even though the narrative of the movie is good. But they just guys. you just blew my mind here, Lucas. So <laughs> welcome hold to on. The, welcome to the podcast, brother. <laughs> hold on. So Guy Fox, yeah, he was, was trying guy. to stop the King James Bible. Yeah, dude. And King James in itself, because he was a Protestant king. Yep. Yep. Now, and after him become comes the golden age, Queen Elizabeth, and you have the golden age of the UK, and then you have eventually. The United States, all the all the great minds of that time were birthed off this, off this era. Man, you just you just blew my mind. Okay, so I'm gonna blow your mind a little. Okay, the reason I even bring this up, brother, is it wasn't until 1881 that another Bible version comes out in the English language. What they call this one? Authorized version two? The, the revised version of 1881. <laughs> And so then you have new revised version, NASB, all the, all the, all the versions come up. So what about the original? Like, let's go back. Like, wait a minute. Like, I don't trust those fuckers over that five year period that guy Fox tried to kill. Um, but what about the original text? Like, do we have to learn Latin to, to read the original text, obviously, or how, how does that work? Uh, no, the original text was in Hebrew, Aramaic and Greek. Um, but uh, English is, you know, if this is here's a that's a good question. I talk to people all the time. You got to ask then why is English the language of the last days? Either God did not know that the language would go from Hebrew to Greek to English, and He gave us an inferior version of quote unquote His word, or He did know, and those could be translated perfectly as they are in the language set that we speak. I bring all this up, brother. I bring all this up. This is whole narrative to share. You're talking about, we're talking about truth and perspectives. John 14, six in the King James Bible says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father, but by me. And from 1881 to today, in every single Bible version except the King James Bible, they switched the word by to through. Oops. So instead of <laughs> teaching sovereignty, it, teach it, it taught subjection to authority. Dependency. Is, yep, dependency. <laughs> here, here, Revelation 1 6 says in the King James Bible, and he has made us kings and priests unto God his Father. Every Bible version from 1881 to today says, and he has made us a royal priesthood. So a royal priesthood serves a king 
But the other text says we are all kings. There's nothing above us except God. Sovereignty versus subjectivity. Well, if you think about a, a system to prevent fuckery, you know, uh, a good system to prevent fuckery is to make sure, look, as long as you got this book, you can go sit in a closet and you're good. You can get you can get to God. Yeah. But a real good way to start fuckery is to say, oh, no, no, no. You got to be at this building. You got to talk to this guy. That's he's right. going to he's going to be the messenger. And gotcha. you're the you're, you're like you're playing a game of telephone to where even the best meaning of individuals. Um, I don't think that's reasonable. And I think that that it, it, I think the church is, is I don't know what what when you say the deep church, I, I don't know much about that. Maybe you can elaborate. But I think that. um Ever since there's been a clergy response team, like there's something fucking up with the church, bro. Yep. You talk about a clergy response team all day. Well, didn't uh, Franklin Graham say that Jesus would take the vaccine the other day? Didn't you read that? I thought you read that. Someone, someone I was watching, but he did say that. He came out publicly and I said, actually, talking to people, Jesus would sit down like he did, put a strand of cords together like he did and come whoop your ass <laughs> like he did yeah he's gonna be kicking over tables and whipping people i heard uh this old preacher said this guy elena ravenhill said if jesus returned today he wouldn't cleanse the temple he'd cleanse the pulpit and uh it's a fascinating time anyway i bring all this up is just perspectives and narratives and source and truth there's always been truth and there's always been the subversion of truth there's always been this birthing of questioning. And then there's always been a counterforce to suppress that questioning. And man, just this conversation alone, just sharing what we shared, your story, talking about truth, conspiracies. I remember dad, I, cause being a journalist, I'm talking a lot, brother. I want to hear from you, but being a journalist, I didn't want to get into conspiracies. I didn't want to get into 9-11, even though I knew it and I knew the deep state church stuff, but I couldn't, I did not, I chose not to go down like 9-11, even though I was aware of it. I chose not to go down JFK because I, even though I was aware that there was conspiracy stuff and I was in Dallas last February at a conference and I went to where JFK got shot and there's people around. I'm like, there is no way I, I was asked, have you guys gone deer hunting? No, if you put your crosshairs on a big game, your adrenaline's pumping. You're telling me that some schmuck at a, and it, they're so far away from where he got that some schmucks hitting the president of the United States traveling 25 miles an hour and blows his head off. Get the fuck out of here. You don't know shit. Like, why are you talking about that? Was when I was like, boom. And then I see, find you boom. And then I find, and I was like, and now I'm like, okay, game on. Oh, so, so this is all fairly recent then. This is, this is, uh, wow. How, how, <laughs> how has your family reacted? How have you, how has your family and friends reacted? Uh, my wife and I are lockstep in this. I think it was a lot for her. When I found Q, everything made sense to me. Like I, everything, like it just clicked, um, and then my wife and I have been on this journey together. It's been really beautiful. We stay really in the spiritual side of it. You know, we don't go down the truth side. Like I really want to see people heal more than I want to see people come to truth, but then you can't separate those two. You can't heal without the truth and you can't find truth without healing. So they come one in the same. Um, but I have a lot of friends that just went back to sleep, you know, I'd show them a couple and they just said, give me some more blue pills. Num, 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 num. And I'm like, bro. I can't, I can't put my energy towards this any longer. Like I want truth more than anything, anything. I would fucking crawl bloody knuckled over a broken field of glass to find truth. And if what I found was that I found new information that I found was true and it countered what I had held as a belief, I would leave that belief. Because I don't care about being right. I care about being free. And those two things can't go side by side. Why do you care so much about truth? Well, my brother, I was, I grew up in a, a gnarly home, man, a gnarly home. And not just what happened inside the house, but on the outside, I had to, 
always smile, always show that perfection, or it was worse when I went home. So I lived in this confusing, bifurcated world, um, hell inside my house, pretended like it was heaven outside my house. And it was confusing and religion was infused in it. Uh, God, Christianity, forgiveness, love, grace, salvation, heaven, hell, all these words always infused with all this insanity. And, uh, and I was confused, man. And when I tried to kill myself at 20, I just, I couldn't take it any longer. I was, I, I just could not take it. You mind if I ask you about that? Like how, if, yeah. if you don't mind, like yeah. how, how'd you, how'd you try? What was your, I, I tried to drive off a bridge. I took my seatbelt off and I gassed it and floored it uh, off a bridge in a semi truck. Uh, I talked about this just on the other day on a podcast and got me emotional, a semi truck merge. So you get off this on-ramp and then you can go right off the, this um, river and another road comes. And so this two lane highway merges and the semi-truck driver, wow, and I'm like flying. And I, I am so angry. I'll never forget to the screaming that my instinct took over to swerve and not hit the truck instead of die. And then I was screaming at God, you won't even let me die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. But Dude, no, like, it's funny now. It is. It's, it's crazy. It, uh, yeah. that, you can see how that would be in like some type of uh, dark comedy. Yeah, where, like he won't even let you kill yourself. Like that's, I'm sorry for laughing. No, and man, you don't have to. I, I have no trigger on this. It's it's we. It's, it's just, okay. It's just what it was. Um, <laughs> won't even let me die. You won't even let me die. I was so angry, and I said to him, "I don't want to be a person with a testimony." I thought, I thought, I was like, "Oh, you won't even let me die," and I'm driving on this road. And thinking you probably, if I would have fallen off, driven off, I would have still stayed alive, but been paralyzed from the waist up. And that, and my fucker wouldn't even let me die then. Like, oh man, I, I have had it out with God so many times, man. And and uh, every time I have it out with him, every time. The, the more peace I've, I find inside myself, the deeper, the more love that I see that God cannot not love us. He cannot not love us. And he, he knows what's in our heart. We try to hide it and patty cake Christianity it or whatever words we put to it. And it's like, no, God, that fucking like, I, I fucking hate you right now. Like, <laughs> And then when I get it out, I'm like, oh, you don't love me any less? Oh, you actually wanted to hear that from me? And oh, okay. I've had it out with God many times, brother. Many, many times. I think most people that are interesting at all have, and they might not call it God. Maybe they call it the universe or, yeah, or whatever their, their lens is. But if you haven't swore at God or swore at the universe, then you call me in 10 years, <laughs> call me in 10 years. I, I don't know what your last years have been like, but mm. call me in another 10 and let me know then how they went and see right. uh, if you've ever cursed God, because right. I promise you I have. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's right. Brother, I, I just appreciate you. I want you to know that I really do. I said it earlier, but um I hope it lands. I, I really appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. Well, hey, man, I enjoy it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it. Um, I, I appreciate the 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 you appreciate it because I wouldn't be able to keep doing what I do unless people liked it. Um, I put a lot of time into it, so if people didn't watch, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't make sense for me to keep doing it. But I, I enjoy it. Um, I don't know how much risk there is to it other than, you know, getting banned on social media or anything. I don't think that we're living in a, a, a gray state like we were. I don't know if you're familiar with the gray state story. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of conspiracy theorists have been, have been killed. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of them, a lot of them have been, but 
during the Trump administration, like that pretty much stopped. So, um, I felt okay to come out here and do a show because before, before the Trump administration, I can't honestly say I would have done a show. Mm. I don't know, man. I know, I know too much about Phil Snyder and Bill Cooper and all these people that have been like, they got smoked for, for telling the truth and talking about this stuff. So, um, I don't know. I, I enjoy it more than I'm afraid of the consequences. Yeah. <laughs> I think is, is what it is. Like yeah. I get more enjoyment out of it than I am afraid of the consequences nowadays. Cause um, I don't think that, that Joe Biden's really running the country. I think if Joe Biden was really running the country, like shows like mine wouldn't exist anymore. I think that gas prices would be $10 a gallon. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, Yeah, but um, I'm going to keep rocking the show. Cause no one stopped me yet, dude. And and sorry, we we went on. I want to and we. If you don't, you if you got to go, just let me know. Okay, so we're we're running past the hour. But uh, tell me about serious CBD, brother, and how you how you got in. I know the cannabis industry is a longer story, perhaps, but share away, man. Because I love. By the way, I love your your product. Um, I was doing R and R medicinal. I think before that, um, they were like an organic CBD or whatever. But I switched over to you and. It's great stuff, brother. So thank you. Well, I, I'm happy to hear that. Um, I, I, I've been in the cannabis industry and the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's the same, it's the same plant really. I mean, there, it's a cannabis plant, whether you're talking about hemp or cannabis, the only difference is one is going to be defined as hemp because it has 0.3% THC or less. The other is going to be defined as cannabis because it has 0.3% THC or more. Um, when I was an actor in LA, I got into the cannabis industry as well. Cause I always, you know, you have what you, you enjoy to do, right. You have your hobby or your dream or whatever, but then you also have to make money. And that's always been a reality in my life. So even when I was in LA and I was doing the acting thing, I never made enough to pay the bills. So I always had the hustle doing something and cannabis, uh, became that hustle. And, um, eventually, I stopped doing the acting thing. You know, I'm a SAG actor. I did a, a couple of shows and everything, but I just, uh, I saw where the money was at and I started enjoying the cannabis industry so much that I, I just switched full time and, and did that for many, many years. Um, however, in the cannabis industry, you need millions and millions of dollars to start a legal cannabis company. I don't have millions and millions of dollars and I don't like asking people for money because there's always strings attached. I don't work well with others. I don't play well with others. Mm. That's why I do a show where I talk to my fucking self. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, (laughs) um, I, I never, I never got into the legal side of the cannabis industry as an owner. I mean, I worked in the legal side of the cannabis industry as a consultant or as a grower or whatever, um, dispensary manager, all these different things, but I never owned a legal dispensary. And, um, when Donald Trump signed the hemp bill, I saw that as an opportunity to say, Hey, wait a minute, this is the same thing I've been doing for many years, but with a lower barrier of entry, right? I have a farm in Oregon, got a production lab, you know, it's, it's, it's many, many thousands of dollars, but it's not millions. Hmm. Um, so I started the CBD line and started a research and development in this, um, in 2017 and we've hit the market in 2020 and, um, been awesome ever since. It's awesome. Dude, it is. It's great. And, uh, I take it before I go to bed, sleep like a baby and, um, yeah, it's cool. And, you know, it's fun to watch, you know, I don't know how I forget. Maybe you were like vlog 46. I want to say like, that's around when I first started watching you, but your production, the commercial, like everything, you're just getting better every day, brother. And it's fun to watch your journey and, and see, see what you're doing. And um, I appreciate you coming on, man. I really do. Hey, well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah. I mean, because I enjoy it, I think it's just probably like with what you do. Um, you're going to have a critical eye for what you're doing, you know, much less critical eye on others, but probably much more in your own work. So yeah, whether that's making a new cool intro or a commercial for serious CBD or something, um, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. So it makes, 
putting in the reps easy, you know? Yeah. I think if, if you do it, you, you enjoy, um, it makes, it makes those laps a little bit easier. Yeah. Hey, that's great, brother. Well, I'm going to put show no, I'll put, uh, cannabis and combat links. I don't know where I know you're on YouTube. Sometimes you're on, like, I'll put the YouTube link rumble. I'm glad you got on rumble. Remember I messaged you a long time ago when you first got taken down, I was like, check out rumble. And you're like, you know, so uh, I'm glad I'll put that on there. The link to rumble, put serious CBD link in the, the show notes and everyone go check out Justin and go. <laughs> if you're not in the truth movement yet, have fun with it and go on a ride with Justin because the shows are fun and uh, how he presents the information is, is palatable and it's honest. And so I appreciate, I appreciate your perspective, brother. Well, thank you, Lucas. I really appreciate you having me on your show. Um, everybody for a discount for a coupon code, uh, dog bite. So all capital letters. If you use the code dog bite, uh, you get 30% off serious CBD. Um, it's really been a pleasure, Lucas. Thank you for having me. Um, look forward to having you on my show. If you'll, you'll come over yeah, and uh, onto the, uh, onto the conspiracy wavelengths, but I'm down with that brother. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. man. Um, we'll make sure and uh, put our tinfoil hats on and uh, have a good time. Brother Justin, thank you again for coming on, man. I just appreciate you. And uh, everyone, make sure you go to Sirius CBD, put in the discount code that he offered and um, try out the product if you want. I like it. And so maybe you will as well. Um, and again, I've said this before, but as a reminder, this show is not about agreement. You may agree. You may not agree. This show is about bringing perspectives and people in love that we can have loving conversations that um, you might hear something that it might trigger you. It might, you might disagree with, and that's okay. At the end of the day, it's about information is neutral and how we respond to it is all reliant upon us and how we come to that information. So um yeah, maybe some of the stuff that Justin and I talked about is new for you, but uh, just know that I love you and I'm going to speak for him that he loves you too. And we're just out here um, bringing new information to light. Anyway, I bless you all. I am Lucas Mack. This is the Golden World Revolution. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com. Dot com.